Welcome into the Rebound Rundown. Today is Wednesday, February 8th, 2023. I'm your host, Paul Fritchner, and this is produced by Chatterbox Sports. This is your Daily Digest College Basketball Show where you can get your info on Cincinnati area college hoops every Monday through Friday in short episodes. Cincinnati lost a crazy game at Tulane, 101-94 in overtime in a game that featured injuries to Victor Locken and Rob Finnessy, David DeJulius getting ejected in overtime, and Wes Miller being issued a technical foul in overtime as well. The Bearcats led by nine at half and led by six with just over three minutes to go and by seven with around two and a half to go. From there, Tulane tied it up and David DeJulius missed a game winner with less than five seconds to go, sending it to the extra five minutes of play. Tulane quickly went up by six, but Mike Adams-Woods and Jeremiah Davenport responded with threes to tie it at 89. The Green Wave went on a 12-5 run from there to win the game. There was a skirmish in overtime that led to David DeJulius being issued a flagrant two that resulted in an ejection. Cincinnati combined to allow 73 points in the second half and overtime. Justin Williams tweeted after the game that Wes Miller believes Rob Finnessy suffered a season-ending injury, which is a devastating blow to UC. Miller also said Lockin suffered a sprained ankle and may not be out for too long. If Finnessy doesn't come back, that means the Indiana transfer will have only appeared in 12 games for UC this year and played double-digit minutes in 10 of them. Just been injury-plagued all season long. UC is 16-9 overall and 7-5 in the AAC. It was a close one at the Siegel Center in Richmond last night, and it was Dayton who emerged with the narrow 62-58 win over VCU, avoiding a regular season sweep at the hands of the Rams. This was a close game throughout, as we expected, and it was a fun one to watch. Went back and forth, especially down the stretch, and even though Dayton didn't make a shot from the field in the last 337, they were still able to hang on for the win. Tumani Kamara had a monster night, scoring 26 points on 9 of 12 shooting from the floor to go along with 15 rebounds. Kamara didn't have the only double-double for Dayton. Deron Holmes went for 11 points and 13 boards. A big concern for Dayton in this game, though, was turnovers. The Flyers turned it over 17 times, and VCU scored 20 points off them. That's two years in a row now that Dayton has won at VCU, and the third time in the last four seasons. I've mentioned a couple times about this week for Miami, and they took care of business in their first game of the week. Anderson Rombaugh had 22 to lead the Red Hawks, and Makai Larry added 21 as Miami beat Western Michigan 85-78. to That's Miami's second win in the MAC this year and eighth win overall. Now, Miami has Central Michigan on Saturday, and the Chippewas are the worst team by Ken Palm left on Miami's schedule. Not much to report from the Louisville game last night. Pitt won 91-57 as the Panthers moved into a tie for first place in the ACC. This dropped the Cardinals to an almost unfathomable 3-21 overall on the season and 1-12 in the ACC. It's hard to believe a program like that has fallen that far, but here they are. It wasn't a good night all over the Bluegrass State on Tuesday with Kentucky suffering a bad setback at the hands of Arkansas at Rupp Arena. 88 to 73. If you listen to yesterday's show or really any of the recent narrative around this Kentucky team, then you know they had definitely been trending in the right direction and were probably on the right side of the NCAA tournament conversation. Now with this loss, they are squarely on the bubble and still have work to do to play their way in. It felt like they lost a lot of the momentum they had been building with this loss to the Razorbacks. Again, if you hadn't been listening, Kentucky had won six in a row within the SEC and six of seven overall 
on the season leading into this game last night against Arkansas, but Kentucky just doesn't have the quad one wins on their schedule that they need to make it comfortably into the NCAA tournament. You keep looking over and over and over. When is Kentucky going to get that signature win, get that second signature win that they need? They beat Tennessee, but that's their only quad one win of the season. One and seven overall in quad one games that was an opportunity last night against the Razorbacks but Kentucky couldn't get it done Wright State is the only area game tonight with a home game against IUPUI at seven in a huge Big East result number 21 UConn picked apart number 10 Marquette in a game that the Huskies dominated from start to finish winning 87 to 72 That means that Xavier now has sole possession of first place in the Big East and control their destiny toward the number one seed in the Big East tournament. Number eight, Virginia beat number 22, NC State, 63-50. Number 18, Indiana continued to roll, beating number 24, Rutgers, 66-60. And in the Big 12, number 12, Kansas State imposed their will on number 17, TCU, beating the Horned Frogs, 82-61. Tonight, number 23, Creighton is on the road at Seton Hall. Number 11, Iowa State is at West Virginia. Oklahoma is at number 14, Baylor. Florida visits number 3, Alabama. And in what might be the most fun game of the night, it's a mid-major battle between number 25, San Diego State, and Utah State at 10 on CBS Sports Network. I wasn't sure if there was something I was missing about the Marquette and UConn over for Paul's pick of the day presented by Betfred Sportsbook, but it turns out it was just that easy. The total was 147, and they cleared that by 12 points. Tonight, I'll go with another over. I'll take San Diego State and Utah State over 144 and a half. That'll do it for today's Rebound Rundown. I appreciate all of you. If you noticed, uh, maybe a little different in the sound. I broke microphone stand that I use every night to record this show. I have a new one coming via Amazon in the next couple of days, so I appreciate you bearing with me here if it was any different at all. For Thursday morning, I'm planning on having John Fanta on the show, assuming we can make our schedules work what would be today to record the interview, so look forward to that. Thanks for listening, and have a great Wednesday, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.